This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Richard Kunst. I'm here with Cindy Jennings, and we are talking all things faith, all things Christ, all things Eucharist, all things God. And uh, it's been a good show so far, and I'm sure that the show is going to continue to be good because we have a great topic coming up next, and I'm sure a great guest in Pascal Bedard. Pascal, welcome to Real Presence Live. Well, thank you. It's nice to be on. It's good to have you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, I'm... Let's see. Brought up in the north country of New York. Went to school speaking French. English was a foreign language. Um, Joined the military to run away from the dairy farm and traveled a little bit with the Air Force and met my wife in the Air Force and had four beautiful children and moved to Brookings thanks to COVID. And I wouldn't change it. Love it here. And most of all, love my faith. So is it fair to say that you were a rebel when you were younger? Um, yes. Okay. I won't, all right, all right. <laughs> you know that. No, no, I'm not going to go any more into that. I don't You're know. I mean, we, you know, we priests, we have, a, we have a pretty good pulse on human, uh, on human nature, and so I, I shouldn't have even said it. But no, anyhow, oh so <laughs> no, no worries. So I'm, I'm very curious about your story, though, about the idea of how COVID got you out of New York, not city, but New York, upper state, to North Dakota of all places. What the heck was that all about? Oh, okay, well, COVID, I was on the other side of the state here in South Dakota, so we lived okay. in Piedmont. Oh, gotcha. Uh, volunteered at the vet center on the other side of the state, and COVID hits, and you can't volunteer. Wife's like, you're going spare crazy. So she volunteered me to help my daughter that lived here in Brookings. So I moved out here to help her and her husband to do some remodeling. And as the months went on, I was like, this is a great town. Fell in love with it. And a house at the end of the block was for sale. I was like, ah, let me go talk to the guy. Not a big deal. Standing on the roof, helping him paint, bought it, sight unseen. He's like, you want to look at it? Well, sure, why not? So I figured it had to have been God's hand in this one because it's it's turned out pretty darn good. So so how was your your daughter with you moving down the block? She loved it. Oh, okay, good. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes, she wanted that. So obviously, all these things, Pascal, all these things are a sign of God, right? And and so it's like, all these things are a God thing that are happening in your life. And and the thing that it seems like, at least from uh, what I understand, is that you know you you are really in tune with the Holy Spirit. And so how do you how do you envision the Holy Spirit's work at your life in general, and just even your most recent developments in your life? Well, I mean, it's like when little things are going on. It's like okay. Sometimes you have to feel a little, little nudge. Or, for instance, like last December when we were going to Pine Ridge with 50 beds and I was going into the garage to get tools and equipment and like, well, something kind of sort of told me to go get uh, the sander or the drill. It's like we weren't going to need those things per se, but, yes, when we went out there, we had to fix little things and, uh, okay. 
I take that as Holy Spirit, like, hey, go back, go get that, go get this. And there's times when uh, I kind of sort of get lost as I'm doing the remodeling. I'm like, okay, I I'm, don't know what to do here, how to figure this out. I say in our Father, and for whatever reason, the guidance is there. I'm like, okay, I'll take so, it. So a lot of people might say, Pascal, well, it's just coincidence, you know, it just happened chance. So, you know, how do you how do you articulate that this being a God thing as opposed to, you know, that's just how life works? Well, when I was a kid, one of my brothers came out of a coma on Sunday as Mass was said for him. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. The bell rang for me then. And my mother used to always talk about the Frey Andre. The Frey Andre. Brother what? Andre. Oh, is that, that's French, right? Brother Andre. Yeah. Oh, brother, oh, I hear what you're saying. Brother Andre, yeah. Okay, sure. Saint Andre Bichette. Yep. Little Twice Saint Joseph. Saint Joseph's Oratory in yep. Montreal, because, you know, she was from Montreal. So okay. I just, uh, okay. And no kidding, a lot of a lot of stuff that you know a miracle. When one of my sons had a severe burn on his leg and it wouldn't heal, and the surgeon's like, "Hey, take your son home, pray for your miracle." And we did, and we went back two weeks later. Pulls the bandage, you got your miracle. It yeah. started to heal. So he'd already had one skin graft, was going to have another one. So it's those little things that's just, well, then again, maybe it is a big thing. Well, it all, I think it all is a, a big thing. You know, how some things, some doors may close, and you kind of like, wow, you know, where's God in this? I was like, okay. You know, it's like when I couldn't volunteer on the other side of the state, and I love being around other fellow vets after being the Air Force for 26 years, and I was like, well, hmm, well, how come that got closed on me? Well, that's okay. What, led you, to that. what led you to join the Air Force? Oh, running away from the dairy farm. There was so many of us in there, and one of my brothers, is kind of funny, but he was in the Army, and he actually worked with all the different branches, and he's like, don't go in the Marines or the Army. It, the pay's the same, and you get to live a little bit better. So I was like, okay. But that's when I first started when I was in, uh, oh, what was that? Tech school, they called it, to become a lector. The priest points. And I, as a good young Catholic man, turned around like, he's not pointing to me, he's pointing to there's nobody else over here. Oops. So I got so, brought in to become a lector. Was so, that? so, so when you when you first were talking about yourself, Pascal, I thought you said you ran away from the berry farm with like the letter B, but you oh, went the no, dairy farm B. where the cows were. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. So no you didn't. So okay. Okay, so that makes a little bit more Father sense has to me hearing now. Issues. Well, I thought that you just didn't like picking berries or something. <laughs> so, so uh, is the dairy farm? So you were working on a dairy farm apparently when you were younger. Yes, parent so, farm. Okay, all right. So did you have to go and you had to milk the cows? Apparently, you didn't. You didn't want to take over the family farm. Apparently, no. 
So cows yeah. were not your future. So so where were you? Uh, where were you stationed in the Air Force? Probably a bunch of different places. Oh where, my! You don't, okay, so you don't have to go through all of them. But so what was the place that you most enjoyed being sta- stationed at? I think Whiteman Air Force Base. Just the 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 people that was there. The, and we were our parish was Sacred Heart, and it was just incredible. So I loved it. Yeah. So uh, how long? How long were you? How long were you there for? Oh, not even three years for myself personally, because we're, I I was graced with the last stripe, and the Air Force in their wisdom is like, well, you have to move now. Yeah. I was like, again. So, were you ever Were you ever stationed in Alaska? No. Okay. The furthest north I went was Grand Forks. Okay, I only ask because my was very cold. My my dad was in the Air Force when Alaska became a state, and that's where he was. And you you guys sound like you could be the same age. And I shouldn't say that because I have no idea how old you are. But so anyhow, so, so so tell me a little bit about how faith played a role in your marriage. I know we only got like like two minutes before the first break, but uh, how 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 did the Holy Spirit work in your marriage? Oh, very much so. I mean, in times when. We could have been divided when my son's uh, injury took place. Uh, that was uh, very powerful. Uh, I mean, instead of going at one another's throats and blaming one another for what happened, we came together through prayer. No, oh, that's it's just yep. so so incredible. The family and, that and prays now, together stays together, right? Yes. And we always, as a family, would sit down and have supper together. Now, obviously, we were both active duty, so we didn't do breakfast together. We wouldn't do lunch together as a family, but supper we did together. How many kids did you have, Pascal? Four. Four kids, okay. Four. All right. And so... uh, um, obviously, in bringing up the children, obviously the faith was an, uh, an important part of your life. You see how marriage, how your marriage was influenced by the Holy Spirit and prayer. So, um, uh, what was it like bringing up four kids in the faith? Um, I, I think it was good. Um, it had its moments, you know, trying moments when confirmation time came around, and it, it was tough for my daughter. Um, sure. You know, it's just, you know, the outside influences, that was in the, let's see. You know, it's a, it's a, it is a constant. It's mid-2000s. It, it doesn't really matter, Pascal, how strong of a bond you have in, in the, the faith and bringing up your kids in the faith. Kids have their own mindset too, right? And so that can obviously play a part and be a challenge. So that's something as a priest I deal with all the time. Parents saying, well, our kids aren't, you know, into the faith as much as we'd like them to be. But we'll continue this conversation with Pascal Bedard about how God and the Holy Spirit has worked in his life up to this point after this quick break. Oh, oh, 30, 30 seconds. seconds. I just I just threw oh. out the break, and the break the break didn't happen. That's what you call live radio. And so um, I am just going to kill time for the next 15 seconds, uh, Pascal. So I'm looking forward to, okay, let's go to break right now. We'll continue this conversation afterwards. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, 
and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo De Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Faith is always a path. Faith in God is not a form of knowledge that can be learned like chemistry or mathematics, but remains a belief. Since faith demands our whole existence, our will, our love, since it requires letting go of ourselves, it necessarily always goes beyond a mere knowledge, beyond what is demonstrable. And because that is so, then I can always turn my life away from faith and find arguments that seem to refute it. Belief is never simply there in a way that would enable me to say at a certain point in time, I have it and others do not have it. It is something living, which is inclusive of the whole person in all his dimensions, understanding, will and feelings. A man can always still give way to this other tendency within himself and thus fall away. Faith is always a path. As long as we live, we are on the way, and on that account, faith is always under pressure and under threat. And it is healthy that it can never turn into a convenient ideology. That it does not make me hardened and unable to follow the thoughts of my doubting brother and to sympathize with him. Faith can only mature by suffering anew at every stage in life the oppression and the power of unbelief by admitting its reality and then finally going right through it so that it again finds the path opening ahead for a while. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories, and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunst. We're here in the Diocese of Duluth. My co-host is Cindy Jennings. She's also here as well, but she's not talking much this morning. She <laughs> you're said kind that of running the show. I'm right running now. the show, but the, you said you are sick. You're not feeling well, and so I want you to Aww, chime in you. at any point. But one question I have of Pascal Bedard, who is our guest at this segment right now, is that uh, Pascal said that he's been in the Air Force for a long time, but then after the Air Force, he got into what he says is called the juvie joint, and how uh, we'd call it juvie what. I think it's just juvie. Juvie, right? Yeah, correctional yeah. facility. Yeah. And you said that the Holy Spirit, at least during the break, you said you, you'd made a reference that the Holy Spirit was like really present at, in your work there. Could you maybe give us an example of that? Oh, I have multiple, but uh, for instance, when this young man first, unfortunately for him, got put in there and he was just bawling, kept bawling. It was a lockdown time in the evening, so... We had a pod for max of 12 kids, and this young this kid, he was just bawling. And I was like, look, you got to go in your room. I have to lock the doors. And he's just crying. And I was like, I'll be right back. I have to go do something. I'll be right back. I came right back to him, and I was like, okay. I opened the door all the way, and he's standing there. I was like, can't let you out of your room. But and I was like, well... What did your grandma do with you when it was bedtime? Well, we prayed 
oh, good. So I was like, so what did you pray? And then he mentioned our father, but I don't remember the rest. So, okay, so we go through the our father. And he's like, can we keep praying? I was like, I have to go to the other doors. I have to check on others. I'll be back. So I came back, reopened his door, and uh, we did some other prayers at his request. And that was uh, one of the incidences. Another one when uh, a young lady was trying to do something not... Yeah. And I was visiting with some kids at their door because it was almost shift change time and another pot officer was in there. She started to scream. So I went over, investigated real quick, and I was like, okay, we have to do this. I used a particular tool to uh, break her free of what she was trying to do. And I was just, okay. I was so calm. It's like, all right, somebody else is doing this, not me. Right. Because, oh, my goodness. Well, and the, you know. Okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, in fairness to that guy, I would, I, I'd be crying if I was in juvie, too. Yes. That I mean, was, it's pro- it, it was tough. Yeah, probably not a good yeah. place to be. So... But it's good that you could bring God to this guy and like calm him down and this gal. And so you were using your, uh, you know, your intuitiveness with God and the Holy Spirit to help you, in in essence, really minister to these uh, to these people that were in a tough tough spot. Yeah, and I, I didn't mind. It was just uh, I was like, okay, I, I'm good with this. Uh, it's like when I was a booking officer and I would. You know, go in, we'd do protocols on kids that came in off the street because some of them, okay, many were high on street drugs. And uh, I'd have to check their uh, blood pressure and respiration. So while I was doing that, a lot of times, or almost every time, I'd put hand on their shoulders. It helps calm them down, but I would also... Say some prayers like our fathers and Hail Marys quietly to myself for them, and that that felt good. I got more out of that saying that short prayers for the kid. And when I was working the third shift, and I would be walking around all all three pods at the time and checking up on kids, I would. While they were sleeping, I'd just be praying my rosaries and. How long did you work in? How, how long there. did you? How long did you work in juvie for? Uh, nine years. Okay. All right. That and was where, long where, enough for me. <laughs> where? Where? I, I suppose. Was in, where was that? Right in Rapid City. Okay. So All right. you know, I would I ex- exchange the experiences. No, I I think it was. I got plenty from it, learning and. You learn in all experiences, and, and after a while, I finally like, okay, God, what is it? <laughs> what do you want me to do? So, do you feel Where like? Am I going? Do you feel like Pascal? You have a pretty good sense of God working in your life. I, I think I do, but there's times it's like, 
well, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, then something opens up, such as now I'm a lay minister, so I can visit, bring uh, Jesus to oh, people in the assisted living at, on you know, uh, at, Sunday. At, at long last, my co-host has a question, Pascal. Well, that kind of so, was it. I mean, oh, you're, in, you're in Brookings, Brookings, and so what's your involvement there in the community? And you just said you bring Eucharist um, you're, you're to like hospice, a, you're which like is a, amazing. Extraordinary minister of Holy Communion is what you are. Is there anything else that you're doing? EME. Yep. Um, I'm also a lector and uh, EME at church, and uh, there for Father Terry, which he's so wonderful. It's just incredible. And the community, yeah, the more you you get to know, the more the it's like it's like a warm blanket. That's yeah. how I can put it, and it's it's great. Yeah, and keep, when you I'm, wrap yourself up with the Holy Spirit, it's just you can't go. Be, you can't go wrong by staying close to the sacraments and being active in it, and including lecturing, like you're saying, and bringing communion to those that are shut in. And so you're doing great work, Pascal. So thank you for all the work that you're doing for the church there in, in uh, Brookings. I, I love it. The one thing I did learn is you have to speak loudly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially when you're... Lo- in, in all ways, because you're, you're dealing with people that might be hard of hearing. So... Keep uh, keep up the good work, Pascal. Thank you very much for joining us on uh, Real Presence Live. Yeah, I, I love it. It's been great having you. Okay. All right. God bless. God bless you on your work. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. So many people like that have been through in my life throughout the years. You, you know, you remember those people. and He's one of those people that have helped young people, and they're never going to forget right. it. Right. I mean, even in their darkest times. Right. You know, and so, yep. And so God works through others and he continues to do that. And he continues to work through others, even with Rachel, who is here going to tell us about the next show, which is not going to be nearly as exciting as the show that we just did. (laughs) But Rachel is here to give us a preview of the next show. On the next show, Presence Live Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Tim Mosier is your host coming to you live from the Fargo studio. He'll be speaking with Dr. Marie Meany about finding Christ through bearing the cross of infertility. And Patrick Sorrells and Garrett Aberley will be sharing an update on their year as seminarians from the Diocese of Fargo. All this and more is coming on the next Joe Presence Live Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Now, Rachel, that sounds like a great show, but it doesn't sound quite like our show. You know what, Father? It doesn't sound like your show. It sounds a lot different. Yeah. So, Rachel, what would what would be if I were to ask you your favorite part of our show today? What would your favorite part be so far? Um, let's. See. I mean, so far, probably the end of it is probably what you're probably thinking. Well, as soon I mean, as we maybe. End it. You know what? Yeah. I thought Story Talk was really good today. There oh, was yeah. it was yes. kind of chaos here because everybody was calling in, but it that's was great. Good. Yeah, it looked like there was multiple people typing. There was which I've never seen that before. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, Lots yeah, of that, people on the phone, <laughs> all taking questions. So that was amazing. Yeah. No, that's good. So. Um, Cindy, what was your favorite part? Do you agree with Rachel? or is Well, Rachel... I like all of it, but if I Aww. had to point one out, yeah. I really enjoyed um, Kevin O'Neill. Yeah, like, Kevin... That was just yeah. incredible. And again, going to buy some books, and it, it's just, I love the connections with the Old Testament, New Testament, and just always pointing to and Christ. using Legos. Yeah, this, has been a, this has been a good oh, show. Yes, this is it was. not nearly as boring as our last show, which I have no recollection of our last <laughs> show, so it's like I just said that. So, okay, very good. So, all right, thank you, Rachel. What are you saying about Bishop? 
Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No, that had, nothing, that, that had absolutely nothing to do with the bishop. Uh, we, no. nor, so normally, Cindy and I are on the first Tuesday of the month, but because I was in Rome the first Tuesday of this month, I uh, I'm a, I was very grateful that uh, the, the powers that be at Real Presence Radio could move us to this Tuesday. Okay, and you know what? It's You didn't get to talk about Pope, Pope, Pope Benedict XVI. I know. Like, but oh. we can do it. Next time. I won't be here next time. Oh, all the oh. better. I'll no. be calling in from yeah. the beach. So anyhow, go, okay, so just listeners, so St. James Catholic Church, Duluth, Minnesota, go to the Facebook page, just great photos, a video I took myself of, a, it was just great, it was incredible to be there at that time, and so it's like, check our Facebook page, and I'm not in Facebook, I don't, have, I don't do Facebook, but click like or something, isn't that a thing yes. on Facebook? Or, or click follow, like. you follow. Oh, right? you follow, okay, mm-hmm. we, we, we do tons of great things on our Facebook page at St. James, and so yeah, you can follow it, and um, uh, you can like it, I think, if, if that's a thing in Facebook, I think it is, so, um, uh, so yeah, this has been a good show. And um, uh, we're about to put it, I'm not going to see you on the air again or hear you on the air again until what, if I were March? March. Oh, yes. okay. Well, there you go. So um, uh, the show is about to end, which means I'm going to say a little prayer. Sounds good. All right. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this time to be on the air with the listeners of Real Presence Live. We pray that you may bless those that have heard and that they may truly find something in this, these interviews and on this radio show that will bring them closer to God and that all people who are driving listening to the show that they will arrive at their destination even if it's a far ways away safely we ask all this through Christ our Lord amen, amen. in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit amen there you go have I think, a good month everyone yeah have a good month I think that uh, the, the music's coming in so we're off the hook <laughs> we're off the hook <laughs> till next month God bless everyone This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.